Favor. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. All offseason, we had this, this goal on this show to not talk about Texas until they were real. Well, guess what? Texas is real. I said, I'm not going to talk about Texas until they've done something. Well, now they've done something, and then they've done something again. This Texas team is so different than what they've been over the last couple of years. And Texas, it's like, well, we're going to see. we got to wait and see. And all of that narrative is because of what happened in the past. It's based on previous seasons. It really is. It's not based on the games of what we've seen this year because this Texas team is really good. If they win Red River, they've got the cleanest path to the playoff of anybody in the country. Texas is for real. I know who that is. That's Joel Klatt talking about. I thought it was someone that worked at Barstool. That's what that sounded like. It's good to hear Uh, Joel Klatt. I think he is. I think he's right. I think that anything that we really have to say about Texas is because we we don't we're hesitant to believe our eyes whenever we know what the the very recent past has shown us about the football team and the football program. So I think he's right in that. If if you are if you're waiting on Texas to, to trip up, it's because they've always done that, and that's kind of what the team has always been. Um, and that's not to say that it's not going to happen this year. It may. Uh, but whenever you actually dig in and, and watch what they've done, they've looked really good. There's been moments, but, you know, everyone's had moments. We've had moments where we didn't look very good also. I mean, if you flipped on the Iowa State game at the right time, we probably look like we were about to get beat by uh, a bad Iowa State team. Yeah. No, so. I mean, but I, I think the point that he made about Texas and, you know, winning this game and having the most favorable fat, path to the college football playoff, I think that's definitely true. Uh, but I think it's true for OU as well if they, if they win yes. on Saturday. So that's right. I think that one works both ways. ESPN has, I think this is Bill Conley, it is. Strengths and weaknesses and rankings for all 22 remained, uh, remaining undefeated uh, college football teams. So he has OU as the number seven team and Texas as the number six team in his S&P plus FPI rankings, you know, what, whatever he has, all that. Okay, here's what he says for OU. Biggest statistical strength. See if we agree with this. They can win in a lot of different ways. The last two games have both been enlightening and encouraging for Brent Venables. Against Cincinnati in week three, the OU offense was scattershot, but the defense dominated in a 20-6 win. Against Iowa State on Saturday, the defense struggled early, but the Sooners gained 339 yards and scored 40 first-half points 
in a 50-20 to win. They won a rock fight and a track meet. That is yeah. an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah, I I think the I, – I, I agree with it, but – and I know what the statistics are going to say, and that's really what he goes off of, and I think that there's a, a real place for that. But I know what my eyes saw on Saturday, and it was not uh, – it's not defensive flaws that were exposed – it wasn't um, it wasn't a a certain player that's a weakness on our team getting beat over and over it wasn't um, it, it wasn't like a a uh, epidemic of poor tackling it's two, it was two totally isolated plays that gave all the worry for the entire game. So, like, even when if you peel it back even further like that, I, I think that – I think it makes where they are look even better. Now, you can't totally excuse it, but you have to take it for what it is, and they were just totally isolated incidents where, you know, we, we almost always make that play. It's not a – it's not a recurring theme. It's not a recurring problem. It's not a – a weakness that we have somewhere or a, a, a position player that is holding us back, not the case. Well, I, I view those two plays literally as anomalies. Then you'll probably disagree with his biggest uh, statistical weakness. Old Bill says, I'm not sure they can stop an explosive passing game. The Sooners have yet to face a top 40 offense, but they rank 36th in yards allowed per drop back. And 89th in passing marginal explosiveness. Okay. Iowa State completed touchdown passes of 67 and 51 yards last week. And, well, Texas' passing game is much better than Iowa State's. Mm-hmm. So Bill says, yeah, I don't think they can, they, they can really slow down or stop an explosive passing game. I'm just not, I'm not ready to go there yet with OU's defense at all, in fact. Well, it's funny because I'm looking at his SP plus for Texas – and their defense against marginal explosiveness is ranked 121. They'll give up some big plays, yeah. They've allowed 16 so. gains of 20-plus yards, which ranks a uh, solid 29th nationally. But those 16 plays averaged 36.9 yards. Well, Texas, in their passing down marginal explosiveness defensively, they are ranked 133. Ooh, boy. Yeah. So that's interesting. Okay, what's he say on Texas? Uh, Biggest statistical strength, big plays from every direction. Only three teams in the FBS have made at least 30 gains of 20-plus yards. and Just talking about their offense, basically. Mm -hmm. Big plays from every direction. That's the first sentence. I think we could all agree with that. They hit on big plays in the run game. Quinn Ewers even made some plays with his feet last week. We know what they got at wide receiver. Yeah, that's good. Biggest statistical weakness, they give you big plays, too. The Horns have only allowed 16 gains of 20-plus, which ranks a solid 29th nationally. But those 16 plays have averaged 36.9 yards, 12th most. Kansas hit them for gains of 45 and 58, which kept the Jayhawks close into the second half. Yeah. Yeah, their, their rushing marginal explosiveness 
ranking uh, defensively is 111 and passing is 133. So, But all of their other rankings are really good. Like they haven't given up much except for the explosives. And, you know, the, the interesting thing on their offense is they are super explosive in the running attack and super explosive in the passing attack. Um, we are like the opposite. We are, well, I guess in the running game, like their, their rush rate success is low, but their explosiveness is high. Like our rush success rate is high, but our explosiveness is incredibly low. Frat, so. frat bro Mark says nobody talking about Kansas having a backup quarterback or it could have been a big difference. Jason Bean's a nice player. He is not Jalen Daniels. Um, right. But if you want to say that this is the best quarterback and the best offense that Texas has faced up to this point, I absolutely 100% think that that's fair. That one, that oh, yeah. one works both ways in this, in this matchup. Well, it is by far. It is by far. Texas, uh, excuse me, Alabama's offense, um, especially whenever Texas faced them, not good. They put up a whopping, what, like 17 on South Florida the next week? Yep. And that was at the very end of the game. So, yeah, I mean, you can find – I think you can find plenty of weaknesses with both teams. But you're, what you what you have to do for the most part is sift through a bunch of nonsense to kind of find them. I think generally what you have is just two really good teams, you know? Like we can we can we can pluck out some situations where maybe they have struggled and I don't know that those struggles are necessarily chronic. Like for us, like what we saw against Iowa State, those issues those haven't been chronic issues for us. So I think probably a lot of things that show up in, in statistics for Texas are probably similar to where there's some anomalies in there that really skew some of these stats, but they're not chronic problems. May, and maybe this is what you're saying as well, because I do think that this is the case. Now, we are looking at OU's run game and saying, eh, it has to be, it's got to be better moving forward. But is it just terrible? Like, I, I don't know if I look at OU's run game right now and just think it's terrible. And the same thing for Texas. Like, there's some really good position groups, but I've seen OU-Texas games before where one team or maybe even both teams – have a position groups or maybe even a couple to where you say, man, that's just not a good group. Like the front line starters are not good. The depth is not overall great there. That's just not a good position for those guys. I don't really see – I don't see that position group for, for either team. Like tight end for OU is not great, but I just don't – I don't look at a major position group on either team and say – Ugh, they are not very good there. That can easily be exposed. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Um, and and I like one last thing is like if you're comparing our running game to Texas's running game, like another thing you have to understand is if you look at the statistics before last week, we were exactly the same. I, I think we averaged 157 a game. They averaged 155 a game. But you, we played Iowa State, a really good defense, and they played Kansas, and they had a huge rushing day, their biggest rushing day of the year. So I, whenever you just go look at it and say, oh, they're running for this amount of yards a game, 
I, it's it doesn't give you a fair picture of of how their running game has been for the majority of the season. Nine one eight. Don't know if y'all already answered this, but Teddy, do you favor OU in a shootout on Saturday? Why or why not? I don't know. We we briefly touched on that in the first hour. I you know, and I think what you said from Bill Connolly is is kind of interesting. I I think we can win both games. I think we can win. A low-scoring game, and I think we can compete with our superstar wide receivers. And yes, people are going to know their names after this weekend. Mm, yes. I think we can compete in a in a shootout with those guys as well. Cole and Claremore, our run game will be non-existent if the tight ends don't come ready to block. Well, amongst other things, but yes, yeah, need those extra blockers. Says Cole. EJ from Louisiana says, "How much bigger?" Will OU versus Texas be in the SEC than the Big 12, or will the competition in the SEC overpower the Red River shootout? It just says RRR, but EJ, I'm just going to correct that to Red River shootout, not Red River rivalry or whatever they call it now. I don't know. I I think that, generally speaking, it's going to stay the same, but... It feels like both programs are moving in a really solid direction to where, I mean, I think it's going to mirror probably what it was like kind of 20 years ago whenever I felt like, and maybe I'm biased, but I felt like the Big 12 was the best conference in well, college football. If it wasn't those the, were the Big two 12, best teams. Who, who was it if it wasn't the Big 12 in the early 2000s? OU and Texas were good. Nebraska hadn't fallen off the cliff yet. Well, depending on how far you want to go back. Right. But, you know, like early 2000s, Nebraska was good. Um, Kansas State was still very good. A&M and Tech and Oklahoma and State were Texas competitive. Yeah, I, I mentioned Texas there with OU, oh, yeah. but it, it, was, it was the best. Yeah, it was the best conference. Well, yeah, we, OU and Texas played in how many national championships in that 2000, uh, let's see, 2000, 2003, 2004, 2005, 2008, and 2009. So Answer a lot. Six out of ten years or six out of, yeah, six out of ten years. And Nebraska played for it in 01 as well in one oh, yeah. of those years. That's right, seven. So, yeah, I, I think that it could kind of go back to that to some degree. I mean, it's going to be difficult. But I, I still feel like, and I've seen this joke made online and, and floating around Twitter that the two best teams in the SEC this year are Oklahoma and Texas, <laughs> right? So yeah. I, I, I think that if things stay where they're at, uh, I think Oklahoma and Texas feel like they're going to be joining the SEC at a good time. 918 OU Texas is the greatest rivalry in all of sports, not just college football. The intensity of this game won't be diminished by anything. And that right I, there is dead on balls accurate. I, I don't think it's going to be diminished. It'll only be elevated. At all. I think it will be elevated because a an in, like an entire conference of football fans are going to be exposed and not that they are going to take it as seriously as we do but it's going to be way more on their radar than it is right now right just like just like we view we we view alabama tennessee differently today 
than we will whenever we're in the conference and the outcome is going to impact our season. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, and think of it this way, too. You know, the, the, the best rivalry in the SEC, it really kind of changes every three to five years. You know, at one point it was Alabama and LSU. Um, Alabama and Auburn have certainly have their day, but Auburn's just so up and down inconsistent. Like, right now, like, the, the, the best rivalry, I guess, would be Alabama and Georgia, but they don't play every single year. Like, maybe they'll play in the conference championship game. It's so, like a recent rivalry, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean like I, it's not. It's, yeah, it's not historic. It's definitely, you know, more recent. So, if OU contindle, uh, c- continues this upward trajectory, and same thing for Texas, right? If you're right, and it looks more like the early 2000s where year in and year out they're top 10, a couple of years they're top 5, I wonder if there's a chance it could elevate to the rivalry of the SEC. And I say the rivalry of the SEC because we know that those two teams are going to play every single year. And we don't know, like, Alabama and Georgia aren't going to play every single year. Will Alabama and Tennessee continue to play every single year? Will Will Tennessee continue the climb? Like, if OU and Texas are indeed heading in the right direction, maybe that is year in and year out the rivalry we look at in the SEC and say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If that's not the game of the year, it's certainly one of those. Well, I think it has the chance to be, like, I think it has a chance to be sometimes like like the the biggest game I I I guess what I'm saying is like there may be a chance next year where let's just say preseason uh in the polls Oklahoma's number 3 in the preseason poll and Texas is number 5 in the preseason poll. I in okay and that's going to be viewed as oh my gosh that's going to be the biggest rivalry in college football this year. And next year, maybe Alabama's number three and Tennessee's number five. You know, I, I think it's going to move around sure. a little bit. But uh, we are we look to be like we're going to be in good standing. You know what? I, I don't watch a lot of UFC, but it does feel like that in a bit. Like every two to three years, yeah. like. Uh, someone else emerges, and they're the new star of the sport. That's that, that's mm-hmm. what the rivalries of the SEC has been. Meanwhile, the Big Ten forever has just been Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah. You know, it hasn't changed in like 50, 60 years. And Penn State trying to uh, trying to get some some uh, sloppy seconds there to be, but we're a big rival too. Yeah, and they are. They got a team this year, man. I hate saying it. But they got a they got a football squad. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up here from Bob Moore Nissan in Norman. Three ninety nine on Altima's, and they just had seventeen delivered. So tons of inventory here, plus zero percent on Titan trucks with dozens to choose from. Come see us at Bob Moore Nissan. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access all day, every day. To learn more, visit communitiesandschools.org. Going to be, again, a wonderful environment uh, against a really uh, talented, uh, hot Texas team. Uh, play, you know, on paper uh, and 
uh, on film, they play uh, their best when they're they're playing really good people, and that's uh, Texas has always uh, risen to the occasion uh, and done so. But uh, coming off a you know really good strong game last week against Kansas, uh, where they had almost 700 yards of offense, and uh, uh, really were unstoppable. And uh, they've been outstanding in all the, the areas you, you peel it back, whether that's rush defense or pass defense or scoring defense or red zone defense, uh, if that's offensively, uh, how efficient that they've been. Brent Venables from his press conference earlier today. Teddy was uh, not happy with some of the questions or the angles of the questions that were being asked to uh, – Brent Venables today, but there were some questions that were asked about Texas. Jonathan Brooks, yes, um, Brent likes him a lot at running back, Texas' uh, best running back, and he was asked about Texas wide receivers, and he kind of, you know, I, I don't know if he joked about it, but it was, hey, you guys, you guys uh, have a way to stop those guys, let me know. He he recognizes the challenge that those guys are, so there there were a few questions about Texas this week. Maybe right. Maybe you just missed those those two. Yeah, um, he. I, I know that he thinks they're. He thinks they're really good, and they are. I mean, offensively, you've got some uh, some serious talent there. Uh, good running back, um, big physical offensive line, uh, a steady group of skill position players. Now, the real question is. Does uh, the Sanders kid play at tight end? What are you thinking? I I think he's going to play, but I think he's going to be limited. And we talked about it as early as yesterday, and it will be mentioned throughout the week. We will not know. I'd be shocked if we knew one way or the other if he was going to play. Hell, Dylan Gabriel, I, I know it's different at quarterback, but he was warming up before the game last year, if you remember. Um, I, I think he plays. I think he's limited. And I think that's a huge – I think that's a big deal. I think most people understand that, but that really is, man. That's for for a head coach that's so good at scheming his guys with some tough matchups for the defense. Right. That may be the toughest matchup that they have on their offense in the passing game. Um, it's it's a big deal, man. It's a very big deal. Okay. Well, what if I told you he wasn't playing? Then I will continue to say that that is a. Very big deal. I don't know who they have behind him, but I bet he's not the mat- he's not the matchup issue that Sanders is. Well, yeah, I mean he's behind him for a reason, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. Are I... you telling me that? Are you telling me that he's not gonna go, not going to play, or are you just asserting uh, the injury yourself and your thinking after seeing the injury that you don't think he's going to no, play? I was just trying to get a feel for what you. Why, how important that change your view of the football game? If if it, I tell you, it absolutely he's not has it absolutely has an impact on what yeah. I think of this game. Um, now, as far as whether or not I think he's going to play, um, I I lean towards he's going to try to go, but I think the most likely scenario is that he doesn't play that's like where does that rank in terms of storylines heading into this week like actual on-field storylines is it number one if he plays or not like that's how big of a deal i think that is 
Yeah, I think it's always a big deal until kickoff. And then I, you, both teams just got to deal with who's out there on the field. You know, I, I, it's a big deal until, you know, we have a targeting and one of our defensive uh, players is gone. I don't or, even know why you put that in the atmosphere. Well, I'm just saying, like, the variables throughout the game are going to change all day long. Um, I mean, it's a it's a big deal that he's not going to be out there, but, you know, I, they're going to manage around it. They'll find a way around it. They'll they'll scheme around it. They'll give some more. Like, the the guys that are going to get the, the extra opportunities aren't bums. You know, A.D. Mitchell's going to get a few uh, more targets. Worthy's going to get a few more targets. You know, so I I think they'll be able to absorb it pretty well. 405 says, only Big Ten rivalry game is Ohio State-Michigan? What are you talking about? They have all the traveling trophies. Paul Bunyan's axe, the old oaken buckets, the big wad of butter, the pants load of crabs. I think that's Maryland versus Rutgers. <laughs> it does feel like every game in the Big Ten is uh, for some sort of a trophy. Well, that's true, but here's the thing. Um, and I think I know. I think the texter is uh, just jokingly saying this: just because you have a trophy at the game doesn't make it a, a rivalry that anyone really cares yeah. about. Golden Hat is pretty awesome, uh, especially is. when you win the thing. Where does it that is. Where does that rank in terms of uh, rivalry trophies in college football? Text line: Is it number one? It, it, it like the trophy itself. You know, wherever that ranks. But the fact that the winner gets to be on the field and wear a golden cowboy hat not only is awesome, but I think it kind of represents both states. Like it, it, It's very fitting is what I'm saying here. Like the big wad of butter or whatever they said or whoever plays for that. Okay. I don't know if that necessarily fits the, the two institutions, but I, I think that's a pretty good represent, representation for this rivalry. Yeah. Hell, there's a giant cowboy uh, right when you walk in the fair. Did did Stutzman get a picture with the the hat on in twenty one? I would be shocked if he didn't. However, I, I have would not be seen too. the photo. I would be shocked if he like if there's one person that's going to find the hat, it's going to be Stutzman. Because um, I'm just saying, like that picture is just waiting to be snapped. All right, if it hasn't already been, like in twenty one, maybe he he already has, but. After uh, after a crazy game that he plays a massive role in, like that that yeah. picture is just waiting to happen. It seems like there's always like from every at least from the OU side, there's always one iconic photo after the game of who's wearing the golden hat, and it's normally oh, yeah. the key player, right? Like uh-huh. Baker in 2017. That's the you know if anyone's wearing the hat, that's the photo that emerges. One of the best ones, honestly, is after the O3 game and Brandon Everidge is walking up the tunnel with the golden hat on, and you can see the scoreboard in the background. That's pretty amazing. But nice. OU wins on Saturday. Like, the golden hat photo that we'll all remember will be, yes, it'll be Stutzman. I don't know if he'll have the braids on Saturday or not coming out of the hat, but it'll be him. Man, I hope not. I hope not. He'll probably have the uh, the golden hat on and some crazy, maybe those Boz signed Shades on. Who knows? <laughs> That'd be sweet. Tommy yeah. says, outside the Commander-in-Chief trophy, I think the golden hat is the best. 405 says, Paul Bunyan's axe is sweet. 
swinging yeah. at your rival after a win medieval style. That's right. What is the um, – is like the, the old school Velcroed pike pass that you used to put on your oh windshield, is that what Oklahoma State and Tulsa have? Um, <laughs> they exchange the pike pass? Every time no? you exchange it, it takes out uh, a weird what, – what, it's 60 cents out of your account. Not a dollar or 50 cents. It's like 60 to 65 cents. That's what it is. Yeah, and it's going to happen for the rest of – of your life, even though it was just supposed to be to get it built and then a little bit of maintenance in there. No, forever, for eternity, and it's going to go up every four or five years. Uh, Peyton shows us a photo of Stutz in 2021 throwing the horns down with the golden hat on. And I can't see all of the golden hat, but Peyton is claiming that he has the hat on backwards. <laughs> yeah, I can see how that could be a problem. I can see how that could be a problem. I, I wish you would be the turnpike commissioner, whatever that 69-cent toll is, is what it would be, as one texture points out. Yeah, 69-cent toll for 69 days, and then we're dissolving the entire organization. It's done. Gunny we're says – of the turnpike business while performing a perfect double horns down crane kick stance with Canick <laughs> holding the golden hat on Stutzman's head. Mm, man. All right. We got to hit a timeout quick break more from the rush coming up here from Bob Moore Nissan. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. This is your home for Sooner fans. The ref sports radio network. Attention basketball fans. Get ready for an electrifying season with the defending Big 12 champion Oklahoma women's basketball team. Tickets are on sale now and start at just $99. Don't miss out on the action. Secure your seats now and cheer for victory. Visit Soonersports.com or call 800-456-4668 to secure your tickets and be part of the winning spirit. Boomer Sooner. Fowler Automotive. Only you can prevent wildfires. Brought to you by the USDA Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center is one of the leaders in orthopedics and podiatry surgery in the state. With six orthopedic surgeons and one podiatrist, along with on-site PT and one of the largest open MRIs in the state, they are able to diagnose, treat, and help with recovery for a wide range of injuries. With offices located across the state, they are never too far away. Give them a call at 405-364-7900 or visit them on the web at orthonorman.com for appointments or more information. It's what caught Teddy's eye, brought to you by Yalagosny Law. When you call a law firm, do you want to actually talk to a lawyer at WYG? Communication is a priority. That's Yalagosny Law, 405-800-8080, 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Well, um, Iowa beat Michigan State on Saturday, and they put – Put 24 points up on the board, I think. Um, but here's the problem. Cade McNamara, quarterback, towards ACL really early in that game in the first quarter. Um, I hate to see that anyone lose their quarterback and the fact that he's uh, he's got that torn ACL to deal with. But um, that's going to be it's going to be tough for Iowa to with already a struggling offense to 
to absorb that loss. Yeah, luckily for them, the jeez, it's another one of those years where we make fun of the Big Ten West. I mean, I don't, I don't know who's going to win it. I guess Wisconsin. Um, they're the only undefeated team in the league, but they're one zero in the conference. Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, Purdue, Northwestern, Illinois, and Nebraska are all unranked at this point. And mm. I feel like collectively the Big Ten West has more losses than they do uh, conference losses than they do wins at this point. Hell, maybe overall losses because what uh, over half the teams have a losing record at this point. God, what a pathetic division. Everyone Jeez. just keeps, keeps oh losing nonstop. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Um, the only other thing I've got, uh, which I think is pretty funny, <laughs> I guess Aaron Rodgers was on. Uh, I had the audio clip. You want to hear it? I got, yes. it? I got it right here. Yeah, he was on Pat McAfee, and, well, he was talking about Travis Kelsey. Didn't have a crazy game, and, uh, you know, Mr. Pfizer, we kind of shut him down a little bit. He didn't have, you know, his, like, crazy impact game. Obviously, he had, you know, some yards and stuff. Yeah, he called him Mr. Pfizer on the show. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I love it. I thought that that was great. Uh, but, hey, Aaron Rodgers says that he plans on returning this season. Tyler, think about that. Uh, you could see his Achilles tendon snap on television, look like someone, uh, like a cable snapping, and he plans on being back. And the guy's almost 40 years old. Um they must be, like, shooting that thing full of stem cells every 15 minutes. I don't know what's going on, but if he makes it back, I, that'll be an incredible turnaround. It'll be an incredible turnaround, but it wouldn't be until at least December, right? And if they're already out of the playoff race in December, do they, do they, do they really need him to come back if they're out of playoff contention? I, I don't know. No, but... I mean, I they want him to come back. I'd rather, I'd rather watch him than Zach Wilson, trust me. Yeah, uh, which I felt bad, you know, that shot of Zach Wilson standing there saying, it's my fault, I lost the game, bro. It's, uh, I was hoping he'd get one more shot, and he should have after that bogus uh, oh. call that, was, that, that happened there on that third yeah, and long. Uh, okay, week six, hypothetical college football 12 team playoff so okay on three put this together it's essentially hey if we had a 12 team playoff and the season ended today here's what it would look like um ohio state would travel to washington in the first round that'd be sweet Mm -hmm. georgia would travel to notre dame in the first round that's the 710 um fresno state would travel to oregon that's the 12-5 and the University of Oklahoma, as the 11 seed, would travel to Michigan, the 6 seed. Wow. Ohio State, Washington, Georgia, Notre Dame, o- OU, and Michigan would be three of your four first round games. Wow. Sign and who would up. be your buys? Penn State, Alabama, Texas, and Florida State. How the hell would Alabama get a buy? What? Okay. Interesting. I don't know. Well, uh, I love all those matchups. I guess I haven't paid much attention to Fresno. They um, are undefeated just in the top 25. I know they go to Wyoming this week, and I'm tempted to make that an upset pick. Why did I think – I thought USC played them like the first game of the year. 
USC did not play. Was that last that year? That was maybe? San Jose State. I think they played Fresno last year. I think I think okay. you're right about that. Uh, Texas is favored on Saturday, but for only the fifth time since 2005. Texas is favored against OU for the fifth time since 2005. They were favored in 05 by 14. They covered. They were favored by three and a half at 06. They covered. They were favored by three in 09. That was a push. Favored by seven last year. Unfortunately, they covered that easily. And yeah. they're a six and a half point favorite right now. Woo! That's why all that money's on Texas, right? When they're a favorite in this game, it happens like very rarely. But when they are a favorite, they got a good record. Huh. Well, that stops this season. I hope so. I hope they, they lose outright. Uh, Alan Bowman will start for Oklahoma State on Friday. Mike Gundy basically said yesterday, yes, from everything we've seen, he's earned the right to start this game. But I wouldn't put it past him to play two or three more quarterbacks uh, at the midway point of the season. Jeez. You know how this goes, right? They go beat Kansas State. Yeah. Uh, everything in the world says there's no chance that can't happen. There's no way they're going to get killed. It's just it's like a it's like a Kansas. Oh, I guess that's in Stillwater, isn't it? It's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like one of those weird things. Twelve and a half point dog. I don't know. Like I would never pick that, but. It it's, it's, feels like something Gundy would pull out of his, you know what? I think old Gundy would. I don't know if new Gundy will. Yeah, I don't you know may if be current right. Gundy will. You uh, may be right There on is that. a shirt that is going viral right now. Um, I don't know. I'm guessing it's being sold in Stillwater, speaking of OSU. It's an orange T-shirt with black lettering. And on the front it says, Goodbye, Norman. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. And on the back it says, Top 10 things we don't miss. Number 10, remember when we were national champ stories? It's been over 21 years. <laughs> okay. Number 9, I-35 exits 108 through 114. Okay. Number 8, fans who never step foot on your campus. Seven. Well, hang on a second. <laughs> Those exits aren't going anywhere, are they? I mean, they're still going to be there. I, we don't take them with I us to the SEC. I don't think they're changing the highway system just because right. they're going to the SEC, last I checked. Okay. Eight, fans who never step foot on your campus. Seven, your Bush League tailgating. Hmm. Um, number six says anything crimson. Number five says anything cream. Four says your name, dot, dot, basically dirt thieves. Three says... Those tiny weird ponies. Number two yeah. says elitist attitude. You are not Ivy League. And then number one says that stupid fight song. Yeah. Huh, what a t-shirt. That's pretty good. I'm sure they'll sell like hotcakes up there. Um, but interesting. I Kudos to whoever's selling that t-shirt. I could have came up with a better list on like the sheet of paper in front of me in three minutes. And I'm, I'm guessing that's pretty much what that person did and is going to cash in on it. That's that 
is capitalism. You know, I, well, yeah, they're going to cash in. They're going to do really well off that. It feels like they spent three minutes, but it feels very Oklahoma State-ish. Some of the things, all of the things that were said back here. You're Bush League tailgating your name, basically dirt thieves. Remember when I just, it was very, very Oklahoma State. The, the way that this t-shirt looks, what it says, everything. So maybe they actually spent two weeks on it. This is what they all agreed on. This is your chance to capitalize on selling things that we won't, or a, a shirt that says the top ten things that we won't miss. We'll be blank on the back of it. There, there will be no one through ten. It'll be <laughs> there will be nothing. <laughs> things that we you know, or things that we miss. There will be nothing listed there. All right. Yeah, that's funny. All right, uh, you got any more? Uh, no, that's I, I think we have to stop after that awful T-shirt, honestly. <laughs> All right, quick time out here for Bob Moore Nissan. Three seventy nine a month for the new Nissan Rogues, three forty nine for the Nissan Kicks, and zero percent financing on Titan trucks with dozens to choose from. Thirty nine oh one Journey Parkway, right off of I thirty five, just north of Tecumseh. You can't miss us. Bob Moore Nissan. We'll be back. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Does your banker know your business, the challenges you face, and what makes you unique? At Armstrong Bank, we're dedicated to understanding your business and working alongside you. A true partnership is more than financial transactions. It's support, trust, and attention. This is how we make businesses stronger. Armstrong Bank. Strength runs in our family. Contact our knowledgeable bankers to open your business account. Nice. DAV helps veterans like Michael get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year. With DAV, more veterans can shape their lives into a thing of beauty. My victory is bringing beauty into the world. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you the sour of the rush. Just know, texture from the 405, I legitimately laughed out loud after uh, reading those 10 reasons why OSU won't miss OU on that uh, dorky t-shirt that was released today. <laughs> Someone from the 405 said, say whatever you want, but leave the ponies out of your mouth. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's funny. Fantastic. Uh, Cherokee Sooner, always with uh, great content, says, The top ten things I won't miss about Oklahoma State. Ten, the tolls in the stool water. Nine, the obnoxious bobblehead mascot. Eight, the paddle people. They should be paddled themselves. Seven, <laughs> stealing a national championship from the guys that left home to defend our country. Six, new uniforms every three years. Five, Pistols firing! I added the voice for him there. Four, the east-west end zone configuration. Three, America's brightest orange. Seriously, you can see it from space. Two, stool water. One, Mike Gundy. Yeah. Uh, I will miss Mike Gundy. And I'll miss playing Oklahoma State. Hmm. Here's the thing. It tells you everything you need to know whenever one side's not going to miss it and the other side uh, is, right? I mean, they can't wait for it to be over because of the record, and I can't blame them. 
No one will be rooting for you to lose more in the SEC than those guys. Yeah. Their favorite teams will be, uh, one, whoever OU's playing in the SEC, and two, their own team. That's, uh, yeah. That's that's how that's how that would work out. Hey, um, a quick Big Twelve power poll, but just one through five because six through whatever. I mean, who cares about that right now, right? Um, yeah. Let's see. Texas one, OU two, West Virginia three, Kansas State four, KU five. Um. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Um, Texas one, Oklahoma two. Uh, who's West Virginia's loss? Uh, they they don't have a loss in conference. No, they yeah, Penn, State yeah, only, Penn right. State's their only loss. They beat TCU. Um, yeah, I guess that's what it's kind of where it's got to be, right? Maybe do you put? Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. West Virginia three. Neil Brown. They were picked to finish last, and he was like, "Yeah, we won't finish last." He's right. this is looking correct so far. Yeah. Three in a Big 12 power poll. And they look pretty solid. You know, they they haven't, you know, played the murderer's row of the Big 12. Uh, but here's the thing. They don't have well, to. Nor nor will they until they come to right. Norman, and that's about it. They got hooked up. We were talking about OU having the easiest schedule in the conference this year, which that is kind of playing out. But West Virginia's not far behind. Right. Well, you know, Texas Tech was supposed to be a tough one, and um, they've fallen off, but they got that win, and then they went to TCU and won that game. And after TCU's year last year, it's like there's no way they're going to win those two games, but they clipped them both off. Pretty impressive stuff. All right, quick timeout, final hour of the rush, coming up next here from Bob Moore Nissan. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.